hello everyone so once again i would like to welcome you all to the new episode presented by data talk in which we have tried something different something other than what we have done previously so in this episode we will be taking a look on the effect that data science make in the telecommunication sector This is the podcast series where we try to understand that how data science capabilities will help different organization to understand their customer better to understand their business better and leverage those understanding and get benefited with it Today we have invited Arihant Jain who have worked as a lead data scientist with different telecommunication sector industries. We will try to figure out that what kind of data, ML algorithms and capabilities these telecommunication sector use and how much effect they think that the data science is going to make in the upcoming 5 or 10 years so without wasting any more of your time i would like to welcome uh, mr arihant jain and uh, let's start in our discussions so- hey arihant hi and welcome hey. to our podcast yeah Hey, hey, Atesh. Thanks for inviting uh, everyone. Welcome, uh, and thanks for joining in. So, I think this is the basic introduction that I would like to go on with about Arihant. Okay, so currently Arihant is a lead data scientist uh, with Just Money, and he's uh, has he's with uh, Just Money from Feb 2020. Before that, he is a lead data scientist in Vodafone Idea, which is VI right now. And before that, he is a data scientist at the same firm. Uh, so his journey with the Vodafone Idea is from Feb 2018 till September 2019. Before that, he is with the RBL Bank as a data scientist from October 2016 till Feb 2018. so we can see he has a lot of expertise in uh, data science till now apart from it uh, in genpact he has served from 2014 till 2018 uh, initially as a senior associate and then he have moved as a data science consultant so uh, we can see that he is been uh, bringing a lot of different uh, capability with himself and he have done a lot in this field mostly in data science field so uh, our approach i think will help uh, a group or a broad area of uh, data science people to understand what uh, kind of solutions uh, arihant has built till now so without wasting any time i would like to uh, open for a question answer session but uh, arihant would you like to make certain uh, comment right now initially 
ियल so i have two choices to make in either i keep uh, either i uh, being into the core industry of mechanical and all and this was a time in 2013 you know when there is no no such hype around data science to be honest right. i i purposefully used the word hype okay and uh, there was no data science at all actually i am telling you honestly right there was only few companies who is right really doing a data science and of course there were companies who were doing but yeah it's not mm-hmm. that much hype as it is today right so uh, i i was fortunate enough to got a campus uh, from the college and uh, as a lot of freshers do i also had the same sense of thing okay how the things will work out let me choose non core industry and it the reason may be a little bit uh, a little bit uh, joking times but i will say that my reason of joining uh, a non core world because i have seen that kind of a setup from my senior that uh, if you join non core you have to work on laptops and that was a fancy job rather than going one do a core job again it sounds a little bit uh, you know foolish type right now if i look at that kind of a thinking but yeah that's how i get started i you can understand right as a fresher how we think right right Correct. So then I joined as an industry, and of course, uh, a lot of things were new for me. Uh, a lot of you may not believe this, but uh, I was not a techie as uh, such in a college. So even when I been exposed to Python, R, uh, shell scripts, I was like, "What's happening, dude? I'm not getting what's happening here." So I, I of course, put up efforts, and uh, it's not only the individual effort. People have kind of helped me over there. I was fortunate to have. a part of a data engineering then data science kind of a project and i keep on learning over there and that's where i spend a lot of time over there in learning this thing uh, and eventually uh, i was always a guy who had a good analytical aptitude from the college itself and that's what then connected the pieces together that okay rather than like here though i am coming from mac background Uh, I did feel that uh, problem solving is one of the bigger skill set in this particular uh, domain, rather than technology. Oh. All can be learned on. So I think this is how my data science uh, kind of career gets started. Uh, to be honest, I have not planned for it. To be honest, it just happened. Uh, you know, and uh, I don't have that. Okay, I have to go in data science because that was not the time in 2013. So yeah, that's how it started. Right, right. So I think I'll get a great prospect uh, with this as well. So initially, when we are in college, what we mostly look to get placed at least initially, right? right? So uh, this is what, and what you have added right now that you have a great analytical sense at that moment. 
so choosing uh, and mathematical mathematics is a part uh, during any subject that you'll choose and mostly it's a very deep kind of knowledge that is being utilized in the uh, your core right mechanical core yes so that will also help you a lot apart from it as you have a thought or a sense that yeah you can do great in analytics then uh, this will be a great career for it i would say because data science we mostly visualize the data right so that's a great prospect or great uh, thought that you have shared so i'll just bring you the next question that we have right now so what exactly your role in the current form you are with okay so i mean to say uh, yeah so what is the role that you are doing right now what is the kind of jobs that you are doing in the just money Correct. Yeah. So uh, basically, okay. Uh, so I am currently working as a lead data scientist, and uh, if I talk about the roles and responsibilities, uh, they are more on, uh, uh, of course, hands-on stuff along with leading a couple of verticals as such, which is very prominent to the company. Uh, so as uh, as the company is into the lending business. so definitely we need to develop a lot of risk based solutions where we need to do a lot of machine learning where we have to develop typically classification regression kind of a problems right so of course right, right. and uh, the folks together we kind of deliver this kind of a solution uh, again at the core of any business uh, uh, you know when you join industry as a fresher and then eventually you become a lead or you become uh you know uh, a senior folk in the in the in the, in the right. so it it happens like your responsibility keep on shifting and initially you were like very techy spending let's say 70 80 90 percent of your time in coding and then eventually right, right. towards uh you know uh in in visioning that okay how the business is see because to be honest right uh, if i talk about a role right so see technical part is one aspect of all the things right which we do so i think a lot of people are aware about all the algos technology python r machine learning sgboost random forest deep learning and all that but at the top of right. it need to be integrated with business uh, it's need to and 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 that's the skill set which is very important and that's where i come back to my first point that you know problem solving is one of the biggest skill which any job should any any position should possess uh, whether in data science or not but in data science also it plays a plays a big role so yeah i think that's what i am in i try solve problem problems uh, using all this uh, and uh, yeah that's it that's what i do on my work yeah sure sure so uh, i think i'll get an idea and yeah you have said that currently you are data science lead data scientist and you have started your journey uh, from associate right initially so i like to give a bit idea that when somebody join or if any fresher you want to join into an organization so i think there is a two prospect with which you can see there is a quality and the quantity once you'll join you'll be doing a lot of coding kind of thing that's you will be doing a quantity kind of work in a very big way but those quality are not much okay but as you'll grow with the organization your every decision create a quality like uh, you'll just uh, choose that uh, whether the whole thing that uh, the team is doing can be put it into the front or not so as you'll grow in an organization your uh, quantity work get go keep going low because uh, whatever the decision you'll be taking making a quality in, our, in an organization and this is what is happening so initially your work is uh, more quantity more quantity type but it have a less quality but as you grow in the organization it will move ahead with 
your decisions keep quality in the organization and you will be taking low quantity work right i think that is what i will try to put right aryan Yeah, exactly. So it's it's I wouldn't say uh, like completely, but uh, if you see, there are set of things you need to do as an as an as an individual when you join as an associate. Like you have a lot of craving towards uh, analytics learning. You have a lot of cravings towards uh, coding and all. And this keeps on happening as you grow in career. But along with that, there are a lot of responsibility which comes in making a right decisions for the team. right decisions for your organization so yeah definitely i think the point which you are making completely makes sense here and uh, that's how the role kind of uh, emerge as you kind of grow in industry and and this equally applies to all the role and uh, right, it goes with the data things sure 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 so yeah i think we'll be getting a bit idea means uh, what data science in data science will do is mostly solving problems right Yes, and this is uh, what our regular day-to-day job. But in data science, what uh, different than other fields or other engineering background like uh, Java or other uh, C plus plus is that? In data science, we have to modify the problem as per our need of solution, right? We need a certain sets uh, or certain output based on what we really want to look. If you want to take. Uh, take an example that we want to find out that whether uh, this uh, house is being sold at that price or not so we'll try to find out all the other keywords all the features that will be making effect on that and we'll be modifying all those features to target at, at a single position that uh, understand the selling price so this kind of modification takes a lot of effort and lot of understanding of internal data and then we'll move further with it right so uh, this is a basic uh, i just want to add apart from it i'll just move on with the next question that we have for arihan okay so what advice you want to give for freshers who want to pursue career in data science yeah good question so i guess okay. i think there is no dearth of information now on this particular question and i am pretty sure that if you google or let's say if you go on kura or any other community for that matter we'll find a lot of answers to it and i will keep All it right. a little bit different uh, from what a type of a answers have been given on the forum right so uh, see yeah. as a fresher you have to develop you need to develop your usp okay and everyone need to do that as they grow in their career usp is like unique selling point right that what you are expert in right and right. there is no doubt of people who know python nowadays right and there is no doubt of people who know machine learning also right a lot of right. institutes have prepared a lot of that right uh, and even people are learning by themselves right there are so many free free open source material available right so what you have to do is first of all you have to focus on couple of fundamental things right that of course you need to good in coding uh, and when you are doing coding specifically let's say python try to build your portfolio try to showcase on github try to showcase your project start writing blogs so a lot of folks do coding they are a great coders but see you are you are in a, a pool of people right who are fighting or who are trying to get into a data science jobs right or preparing for data science right so when you will learn the things and you will apply uh in the in the different projects you are doing it uh make them as a project do it uh let's say if you go on kaggle uh, pick up some of the complex problems over there try to solve them come back put this on their github put this will proper uh you know uh, note on that that what you have done maybe go on media proper documentation yeah exactly maybe go on 
any other forum and write a blogs over there like what's your platform you start your own website or whatever it is right so uh, i think in nutshell if i say uh, technical skills is a must right and i don't want to do kind of talk about there is a lot of on the web which is available along with that right. extra piece of advice which i wanted to give is create your visibility that's very important uh, and visibility uh, will come when you start kind of publishing your work so learn things uh try to showcase to the world that this is what you have done and take a feedbacks right because uh no one is perfect right so every time right. you are doing the work you'll get a feedback from people like me or people like anyone in the industry and then try to incorporate that feedback and and trust me industry is moving in that direction when people wanted to see not the pointers on the resume but also the evidences that what you have done on your on your right, right? so i think these are not a very common uh, you know answer to this question a lot of people talk about learn python statistics maths and anyway you have to learn that there is no denial on that but along with this points work on this point and just last thing i wanted to kind of add in here try to gain a bigger picture try to understand the domains right and it's really difficult sitting outside and understanding domains when i say so let's say pick up any industry like let's say which you like more let's say banking or let's say e-commerce or food tech companies and try to understand their models how they can be using a data science you will find material around it try to read them try to have that curiosity angle in you right and which helped me a lot right so whenever even when i went go out i always try to figure out that how this company can be using a data science right to improve the experience of their customers so i think that skill is something which is also very unconventionally uh, and and unfortunately have not been talked about much but i will say that uh, kind of focus on that also will help you all uh, to keep yourself completely aside from your peers and you will become a lot of visible visible when you start showing this kind of a trends and skill sets right right i think uh, i think one bigger point that you have added here make a lot of sense first of all that there must be some ground reality that you have done something in data science right and this is what uh, you can build uh, if a fresher you can build your uh, github repository in a better way because mostly when uh, even in my firm we'll be trying to find out resume we'll try to look at what kind of coding they have done We'll also look at their Kaggle profile. That what kind of visibility they have till now. So that lets us understand that uh, how much capable the person is, or how much capable or groundwork the person has done. Okay, this is a great point that coming out of it right now. So yeah, Aryan. So I think I'll just move on to the next question with you. Okay, is data science certification needed for under post grad student? and how it will help i just want to take your view on this uh, okay so again i think it's a it's a uh, you know uh, i will say see uh, there are two aspect of things you know one you try to go on web and try to learn something implement it and show the work uh, you know without any certification because your need is to learn the things and all that of course you need to have a self motivation here uh, and and do it a uh, second right. part is that you go ahead and let's say uh, kind of pursue for different certification out there uh see so i i will say to be very honest again it depends mostly on the individual how they wanted to do a learning 
so it's not that the first approach of not getting a certification but getting a knowledge is not going to work out because there are multiple ways to become visible over there like you if you have a knowledge okay. you can be visible on the platforms where a lot of hackathons like keep on happening and you can uh, make yourself visible in coming top 50 top 10 or top 100 for that matter right and there is a then second route of taking a certification see taking a certification is not a bad idea though uh, but at the same time i will say that if the motivation is of gaining us taking a certification only or you know just doing something to get a certification that is not any way going to help you because see any course right, for that right. matter will teach you something uh yeah. it's like you know they like like you know the way you learn to write a book right so you you want uh you know wake up in the night wake up in the morning one day and say that i i will write the 600 pages book today right so you of course okay. i think you know arrange words combine words create stories and then deliver something right in the similar way see data science certification help you and kind of get started uh, but ultimately if you don't do projects uh, you know and don't do hands on uh, then there is no value of the certifications too at least in my opinion so i will say that it's not a binary answer to be given yes and no i think it depends right. on the individual and uh, accordingly can be kind of taken i <laughs> right so you mean to say that uh, do a certification but do it with the thought that the ongoing things that is happening in that certification is matters to you not the certificate right yeah exactly yeah right so i think that's a great part of it and yeah it really helps so uh, i'll just putting the next question for you okay so sure. what is the core responsibility a data science domain expert spend most of his time with and that's a huge question i think yeah so uh, okay let's uh, think on this okay and let's talk about this so i will take tell you very honestly like if you talk about let's say 0 uh, to 4 years of experience per se mostly uh you are being assigned to solve different business problems where you have been uh, like kind of go and find out the relevant data right and then uh, do a lot of cleaning on the top of it uh, do a lot of sanity checks you know do a lot of exploratory okay. analysis uh you know and then reach to a stage where you can apply magic magic is machine learning right where you can yeah, right, right. be able to predict things right but if you see the funnel right there is a funnel involved where you need to gather the data it doesn't happen that the day at like at 10 am in the morning you reach to office and there is a someone who come to at your desk and say that hey this is the data can you please apply our machine learning algorithm no right it doesn't happen no, like that right? no that right. yeah right yeah, yeah so it it do happen in the competition that where you got the csv file but in business environment doesn't happen like that so you are a sole owner of understanding what data need to be fetched uh, what kind of a transformations need to be applied what kind of a cleaning you need to do right so i will say that if you see the profile of data scientists most of the data scientists 70 80% of the time they spend on this and there is hardly 20% of the time which is being kind of spent and really doing ml uh, okay which is applying this fancy algorithms and trying to get the results and trust me uh, the fundamental philosophy of any ml system is garbage in and garbage out right so right, if you are not right. able to fix the 80% of the part properly which means that you cannot create the impact or magic in the next 20% of the part right so i will say this is the way data scientists are kind of placed on and uh, you say it fortunate unfortunate boring 
or whatsoever it is but yeah data scientists do spend 70 80% of their time on this uh, cleaning stuff making the data ready uh, understanding it and all that and i think it's very important part of the whole ml pipeline right right so i think that is a big uh, outcome that is coming here so what again uh, i can understand is that data cleaning and data pre processing are the bigger challenge in any organization right and these are the uh, jobs that will take 80% of time but if we go a bit a bit back on it then there is a data collecting or data crawling also involved so even when you are trying to solve an problem or when somebody is trying to solve a problem they have to initially find out what is the right kind of data and whether they are able to pick that right kind of data uh, from the source or not or either that data is complete or you uh, need something else as well so all these kind of things comes under the data scraping or data crawling then there is a prospect of data cleaning and then there is a the data pre processing so that all initial 80% makes sense to the next 20% where magic happens where data science responds in a proper way or give you that is not garbage in and not garbage out right so uh, almost uh, yes yeah so uh, let's move on to the next questions meanwhile i would like to tell to all the joiners here that if you have any questions uh, just let us know in the comment or uh, in chat box so that we'll raise it at the right time so uh, please feel free to make your voice there and uh, let's move to the next questions aryan uh, what kind of decision mostly uh, data science solution help to an organization whether it's a uh, it solve a simple problem or a complex problem or a bit hard kind of problems uh, the question means that what is the outcome mostly being utilized during data science uh, solutions that we will be using okay uh, and i mean to say towards the towards your field towards your field of choice yeah so see it's uh, okay uh, data science do have business and that's been uh, kind of proven in in last couple of years and uh, given i worked in diverse industries i have seen this happening in multiple industries myself and i can definitely say that there is a commercial impact that data science brings in uh, of course you need to think holistically uh, in getting this uh, experience delivered or uh, getting this uh, uh, impact delivered i will say right so uh, it and and if you try to classify uh, the problems right there are multiple kind of problems some problems are very hard problem to solve and they are hard because uh, maybe they, they, there is not a sufficient data available or maybe uh, there may not be a sufficient skill set available and so on and so forth okay. there may be some low hanging fruits uh, which is uh, i will say a, a simpler problem to solve and it's always a good approach that you try to solve a simple problem first and try to create an impact right so if you see any organization or any business vertical they have like if you talk about b2c verticals where uh, you know businesses are serving their customers like for example telecom right so telecom do the same thing right that they try to provide you the best services they can so that you are happy and you stay with them and you pay their you pay a monthly bill or let's say monthly recharges what you wanted to do in right so all right, right. That, that's a revenue stream for them 
right and this revenue stream is through customers right so it's their job to make them happy uh, to keep them happy now to keeping them happy of course they need to understand the pain points of customer they have to do a lot of segmentations they have to do a lot of clustering to understand what is the behavior of the customers then use this learning to try to kind of predict in that okay which customer uh, you know behavior is kind of getting impacted in some way or another right and then try to uh, you know fix this in some way or other maybe by giving cashbacks offers uh, or try to service that customer through a better customer care agent or something like that right so again uh, i will go back to the same point which i was mentioning uh, a typical business can have a multiple problems to solve in right so it's all right, a good practice right. that classify them into multiple buckets uh, of problems like small problems uh, simpler problems easy to deliver problems and then versus moderate versus hard and then try to solve them one by one and when you collectively started doing them one by one you will see that there is a uh, some shift happening overall in a positive direction uh, which yields to the impact uh, but again it's a, it's a process so it doesn't happen that you build one model and the things will fly sometimes in some cases you need to think very holistically where you may need to have multiple models multiple strategies in a place to kind of really create that kind of an impact yeah right right i think i'll got an idea so uh, apart from the problem statement there are other two factors that is playing a great role here one is the data availability and second is the skill set availability right so these two are equally important apart from the problem statement whether it's a hard easy or a complex problem right so i think it's a great prospect that you have put right now Uh, now uh, i would like to know your views on how telecommunication industry deal with data and leverage the data science domain expert capabilities yeah sure so uh, okay so if you look at the telecom industry as such it's a huge industry uh, there is a huge customer base and uh, telecom is a product you know which we cannot get away with right we have we right. have the almost tendency of living with our phones uh, sleeping with our phones uh, you know roaming with our phones right so that's so a part of day to day activity right correct correct so we cannot ignore it uh, at the same time uh, if you see the data generation process uh given the kind of activities which we are doing with our phone like browsing data calling everyone calling our colleagues our friends xyz people right and uh, you know doing a lot of activities now all this activity is a data point for the companies right our telco companies uh, right, now right. again i will i will stick to the same point that as a telco company any company will want their customers to be happy right uh, yeah, because all customers yeah exactly if customer is 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 unhappy then what is going to happen is they will say that okay hey tata bye bye we don't want to use your service right All right right so it's a, it's it's a competition market yeah exactly so that's where you know they try to use the different uh, business uh, uh, analytics or let's say models to try to figure out which customer is unhappy in one way or another and then try to target that customers along with that if you see telecommunication is full of network related stuff right so a lot of time you need to understand which area network uh, will will kind of create an impact later on what can be the data forecasting volumes coming on this particular uh, towers which is installed uh, basically by the telco industries uh, because if 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 let's say there is a huge 
data browsing is going to happen then they need to maintain a capacity accordingly right so it's a more of supply demand game right where you can right, use right. android use an analytics over there or data science over there yeah so these are i think most of the streams and you can also think of the brand right because every companies care for a brand and at the same time uh uh it's equally applied to the telcos uh so they they need to kind of understand customer reviews which is being posted on social media to make a sense out of it uh there a lot of work happen on the uh, survey and the research part where you go and understand the customer sentiment you ask them some questions they send you the uh answers for it or a survey for this and then you go ahead and analyze this so i think it, it do happen in multiple multiple verticals i can keep on spending and talking about this in length but yeah this is what the brief if i wanted to kind of put uh, in front of you guys you're right i think almost i can relate with it because uh, in this uh, telecommunication sector you completely dealing with people right your services is provided to people and they are open to give you feedback and when there is a competition you have to understand what your customer need at what place what is their requirement and how to leverage them with exactly same thing or more than that right and uh, this is what uh, i can uh, take it out from uh, this discussions so okay moving on to the next question uh, that i really want to ask with you uh, what are the most of the ml algorithms used for analysis yeah. i mean to say in telecommunication right yeah so it's it's all like uh, they are typical classification and regression and the unsupervised problem 70 to 80% of the time where you will go ahead and start with let's say linear regression logistic regression uh, sg boost cat boost uh, like gbm kind of an algos uh in some cases you do need uh, to understand about the neural networks cnn architectures rnn uh, algorithms rnn architectures uh, to solve for uh, texture related problems or nlp related things but in nutshell if i wanted to put about this i think 70 80% of the problems lie into the classification and regression categories and that's where the uh and let's say cat boosting and all uh, you know play a very deeper role uh, while while developing a lot of uh, models a lot of insights overall all right right so i think uh, apart from all of it rikant uh, if i'll ask you to choose one or two that is mostly used which one i think uh, what two you'll be choosing so i think uh, this is not specific to telco to be honest this is i right. think across most of the industries boostings algorithm are very powerful algorithm they are very uh, you know i will say less amount of effort needed uh, in more impactful way you can create a uh, you know product and models and for that i think all the boosting algorithm is like a kind of a top priority starting from let's say uh, sg boost and gbms of the world grading boosting machines specifically if i talk about the data which is like in a csv format and uh, structured data i will say uh, right and if we if we talk about images and all that's a different category altogether cnn right, right. having a great depth that's there, a computer vision is a different kind of problem already correct, yeah so correct yeah. correct correct so if we talk about structured data then i think boosting is an uh, one algorithm i will say that you know pick any boosting algorithm 95% of the cases you will see that that model is kind of winning you uh, or taking you to the heights compared to other models right right so yeah i can get a bit prospect on it so 
क्वेश्चन इज वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट सॉरी यू हैव सीन इन द इनिशियल डिस्कशंस दैट अराउंड 2013 व्हेन यू आर गोइंग टू ऑन बोर्ड राइट इन द जॉब सेक्टर so uh, there was no uh, hype or not a great impact for data science at that moment but if we will talk about the current scenario the right uh, current time uh, means data science is almost an internal part of every organization they'll, they'll try to understand that what they should do so that they will be sustained for their uh, uh, next decades uh, of uh, ongoing process so i'll just uh, put you the uh, thought that uh, or the question that i have in mind what do you think the data science domain capability 10 years ahead and how it will reform telecommunication sector so definitely i think 10 years ahead uh, you know what is going to happen is uh, something <laughs> Uh, really kind of difficult to say uh, because the world is moving so fast uh, the things are changing uh, you know at a very rapid pace so i i say that 10 years is a very very broad timeline uh, even if you ask me what will happen after 2 years is something unpredictable uh, given uh, i think we have seen a couple of things you know right recently a pandemic right uh, which yeah, yeah. never no one have expected it to be happen and so there are a lot of surprises in the funnel but again going back to the question yeah so see i see a very promising future uh specifically with all these technologies and uh, along with that as as they say that uh, if electricity is a boon uh, there is also some challenges which comes with it right so we need to balance them off in the similar way ai data science are great but uh, it has to be happen in an ethical boundaries uh data is important piece but it has to again happen in a very uh you know confined boundary uh and uh, uh you know uh, laws and other things need to become uh you know to uh, have this uh, uh uh segment growing in coming years as far as telcos are concerned i am pretty sure that they are spitting on the huge pile of data it's just a matter of time that how they can extract more and more value and eventually this is going to become bigger and bigger only as people more and more people moving online and if more and more people moving online they are living more and more digital footprints right so if the digital footprints are increasing definitely uh, i will see that it's growing to a very very great extent and i'm pretty sure that uh, right now the way data science is being pursued i'm pretty sure that in couple of years thanks for joining in guys and we think that this podcast will add value in your data science journey keep following us for getting more updated content and you can also get us available on linkedin as a data talk thank you